the things I have to listen to during my day is really enough to make you want to drink. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga bless. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode, Bladed of Years and Years, episode two, written by Russell T. Jesus, what does that say? Davies? Hopefully I wrote that right. Directed by Simon Sellian Jones. I gave this episode 9 out of 10. I had watched this the day before yesterday, actually. I wrote all of my notes. I sat down to record yesterday and my computer would not turn on. I tried many things and it would not come on. I ended up having to hard reboot the whole damn thing and I'm side eyeing my daughter because I have a feeling in my gut and soul that she is responsible. If you're anyone who watched Good Omens and there was a character, I can't remember his name, maybe it's Pulsifer, and he just calls all electronics to go out. She causes all electronics to be damaged just by breathing on them. So I'm just very convinced she did something since it was working before she touched it and then it wasn't working after. Let's go ahead and jump into this recap. Mirio has a post-it note to remember what to call Senor. Because she talking to this thing because it's going off on an alarm and she don't know how to get it to shut up other than to say stop ringing. And it now controls all of the family's communication as she calls them through a dedicated family link. I wish my parents would. I wish my family would. I would block them or I would block the link. You cannot call me in a family video link. That is not acceptable. I did not ask to speak to you and all 20 members of my family. And gets testy (laughs) when she hears that Celeste is busy. Victor has now moved in with Dan, happily in conjugal bliss. Rosie misses her Saturday Saturday alone time with her children watching cartoons because that's what normal people do, not have these virtual chats. Side note, this is some of the stuff that um, <laughs> my uh, my daughter's Caucasian side of her family does. They have these Sunday video link chats and they are very contentious and my daughter looks at me every time like I hate it. Why do they make me do this? I'm like I don't know. It's a way for older people or older white people to understand or get to know technology. I don't know but they're abusing it and I don't appreciate it. (laughs) Don't be starting that up. My family sure as shit ain't trying to start no video link. (laughs) They be like why don't you call your brother? Uh Uh-huh. I'll do that. Not. It has been six months since the news dropped about us, the Americans, dropping a nuclear warhead on the island, Hong Shao Dao, I believe. And Edith is on the TV being interviewed about witnessing the nuclear event. Now, I'm glad that they addressed what I put in my notes, which is. How the hell she not got cancer? I watched Chernobyl. People were further away and their lifespan was cut off by five years. There's no way that she then rolled her ass across to this island (laughs) and took these photos and not got some damn radiation poisoning. She's still an activist and she wants people to sanction British people against America for turning a trade war into an actual war because Americans acting blasily after Hiroshima is what Americans do. And I was like, wait, hold. Now I am the first to start trash talking America. Okay, we do some great things. We do a lot of not so great things. However, that statement was out of context because Americans wanted no part of world war ii and then pearl harbor happened and that was started 
by <laughs> the Chinese government and Truman was in charge and was eager to show who had the biggest dick while Americans remained largely oblivious of the whole real events playing out until like 25 to 30 years later so I don't I don't take that as that was Americans blasily I get what she say like a bomb went down but at that point it was war I don't recall Winston Churchill having any complaints or Britain's not equally walking about their day uh, when it happened I mean y'all should have been pissed too because they was like bombing your shit for like weeks so (laughs) I think that's an out of context line she was trying to use at the fact that yes most Americans are very callous towards what's happening all over the world but to be fair people got their own shit going on and there's a lot happening in this part of the soil in the nation I'm not saying we should be ignorant of but it's not like we can go out and be an activist like you and find ourselves immersed in it that must be nice that's what happens when um you dedicate yourself to that type of lifestyle congratulations for you 45,000 people died though and that is horrible Stephen and Celeste aren't behind Edith's political views however well mostly it's because it's impacting their employment however Edith had taken all the photos and is inspiring Rosie and who's the other one Daniel Victor asked what was Edith like as a child was she so serious and (laughs) Daniel was like yeah she was always that serious she was closer to Stephen and Stephen points out that Edith was always bohemian and he was more a creature of comfort Rosie's son asks is she rich and she says well I'd like to know that and then she says is she famous and she's like no this is on the Indian channel only five people are watching oh no he didn't so can we talk about the fact that Rosie is very much a oblivious racist she thinks because she slept with a Chinese man that she can make commentary or make certain remarks that will say no I'm not racist because I have a Chinese son in the way some people say I'm not racist because my son is black white racism can exist (laughs) and even for the people who do not believe they are they make statements like this we're all in some way racist to a certain extent most of us try to do better some don't even try at all and Rosie is one of those people I have a lot more to say about Rosie because she very much reminds me of a friend where I'm like how could you vote for that person because they're everything against you and then that was a friend I should say and then then um there's a lot of other people that uh I would put in that same damn category (laughs) but we'll get to that when we get to Viv rook the rep asked the question i had on my mind and she reveals on national television that she was exposed to radiation and cut her life by 20 years expectancy she lied to the fam steven feels betrayed and calls her saying you told me you were safe dan is mad because muriel's on the line she told everyone on national tv instead of picking up a phone in the last six months and consider how your husband felt sir when he said that line how you he found out that you were not in love with him but also in love with another man when you decided the world's ending and you didn't want to spend that last moment with him what do you mean i kind of felt like you had some audacity about how someone should find out some very life-altering news muriel is stunned as she would be but edith only preaches facts about how the world stumbles from one disaster to the next as we don't think we don't learn we can't even fall in line democrats i'm looking at you nor do we pause it's matter faster hotter
says what's next and then the monologue or what do you call this video log continues as the year passes is, or the next big events pence is the next president and sanctions are swinging americans to the right as we hear on news broadcasts as well as family talking about the events they are moving away from the un china and russia elect dictators for life while trump puppets being a dictator for life behind pence solidifying his absolute power somehow did he watch this show and get ideas because against all rationale and even his biggest loyal advisor stepping away he's continuing his very very delusional fight vivian rook is playing a charity game to build statues to all the horses lost in world war one i'll just say this now the way in which they are making vivian rook the female donald trump is hysterical to me because she's a millionaire and she keeps trying everything in politics to get somewhere to get in charge to be behind anything says whatever the fuck she wants the most rude things you could possibly say to anyone on national tv you can't have a career in politics as they said last episode or maybe it was this one doesn't matter i see the correlation very pettily and i applaud it and the fact that they're even using one of the family members rosie as someone who can irrationally be brought in or pulled in to someone that should not at all get your vote is hysterical to me as well and this is one of the things like you're you're playing charity for all the things in the world you can play charity for not the people starving in africa not for water supply to build statues not to people who are presently alive and have accomplished more things for the horses that died in world war one because she is a staunch nationalist bethany's birthday comes around due to sanctions celeste has lost her job and she's not going to get a severance they have to sell their house in downsize with ruby not being too happy about this and i'm like girl is you 18 because you could get the fuck out get that thing that that never it will fly with me oh i don't want to leave my nice beautiful house because that's like uh, no come on now like there's something spoiled about your kid if they can't understand you know what we're in a financial situation like as soon as those words come up it's more like okay you know are we going to be able to eat are we going to have a roof over our head things like that are we gonna have clothes what we're we gonna do for school not can i have this badass crib in the middle of london that we used to grow up i'm like 18 anyway i'm about to be out of the house it shouldn't even matter anywho i really thought that bethany was the youngest and ruby was older but i guess that's flipped and then wildlife crisis is also a thing Mario kills a bug as they're just talking about how uh some of the bees have gone extent to 80 percent in the last uh year or two years <laughs> and i just killed a bee in my house look you come in my shit i don't care i don't care because y'all bitches attack me in my sleep i had two big ass bees up in here i said where the hell y'all come from but you got to go i laugh when it said work from home not allowed so everyone must report back to work in the offices as statistics show folks masturbate and eat it's getting hot in here so take up all your clothes i am getting so hot i can tell you right now that is absolutely false where do you get the time bethany then gets a job the mp dies by drone <laughs> death by drone and viv rock or rook wastes no time announcing her re-election campaign after remarking his death is symbolic dan can't believe his eyes he cannot hate her and tells rosie you better not fucking vote for her 
she is very politically ambitious yet disgustingly unqualified and yet has ties to real estate deals and since housing has become privatized dan finds out that she's on the board that the company he works under is under either way she's kind of sort of his boss she's absolutely crass and ridiculous and smells of dangerous nationalism that's what i wrote down in my notes muriel likes victor when he comes over to visit and help out and tells him his parents are disgusting for turning him in to the government and in christ's eyes he's beautiful and welcome in her home anytime and that is very super sweet and then she says that she uh, only thinks that she is prejudiced against londoners celeste takes bethany to lunch who has agreed to pay rent but celeste tells her look we ain't we're downsizing we ain't broke broke because broke broke wouldn't be two point million dollars for your home (laughs) broke broke wouldn't be we can't pay for the rent next week or we can't pay i think they bought that home anyway or they can't pay the bills they're still going out to eat so they ain't broke broke she says she feels redundant with all this uh technology and digitization jesus when bethany asks her to call her so she does and she shows her that she has an implant in her hand that works like a phone and that in her arm she has something that is a speaker and basically she's turned herself into a telephone at least her hand that is and since she wants to become a computer anyway i guess this is great but what a way to tell your mother (laughs) no wonder she offered to pay rent (laughs) like she's gonna kick me out after this but despite the differences between them they seem to be the closer than uh her and ruby i think that's uh kind of uh i don't know relevant for some reason and then she is appalled because she's like i know i'm not calling your hand phone <laughs> and that you didn't tell me you had surgery and then she points out well you got your tattoo at 18 and i'm 18 so that means i don't have to get permission but i need you to do me a favor can you tell dad because i so don't want to tell dad her mama was feeling some kind of way too about technology taking over her job and then here's her daughter like yeah see if you want to have a job in the future you better get ready for some surgical implants dan and victor are crazy 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 in love he is fine role playing at the gas station that he works at then he goes to see ralph his soon to be divorced husband who is still in love with him and pretending like he isn't and that he wants to sign the divorce papers but his humiliation is not being taken out on daniel who he still wants back no it's going to be taken out on victor well maybe at the end it's on them both because he's like oh well one let me just point out this is all daniel's fault first and foremost the fact that he even brought up the humiliation and you want to get him to sign the papers okay but at the same time you're gonna give him all the information on your illegal boo who you left for and is young this is pretty much the equivalent of i left you for a nicer prettier model and you know even though ralph had his whatevers because yeah questioning the earth (laughs) yeah that's gonna cause you to maybe and i've said this all the time people change like it's natural for you to as you get older to grow sometimes it's in directions that are just more wise for you and different things that you value or value more than other things and you have to grow together with somebody and getting to know those other those new things about them and then sometimes maybe you can't grow together you grow apart but at the same time other than the fact that 
living with Ralph seemed to not be what Daniel wanted to do anymore. I don't know how that's Ralph's fault. Like he was just the person he was. And even if he grew into someone else where he's like, I can't deal with this anymore. The response Daniel did was, it was irreparable damage to someone, especially he said he knew it, but he really didn't know it. Like he could tell he pulled away from him or there might be something like you can tell when your your dude is pretty much feeling lovey-dovey about someone else and I don't know maybe Ralph was trying because they talked about going out for a weekend together to try to re-spark the romance he didn't even give it a chance he just said oh I met someone new oh I like him a lot Mm -mm, he's six years younger he's got this uh this backstory this and I'm in the mood to save somebody I love you Daniel but I'm calling you like I see it you had a midlife crisis and you became Captain Savaho to some younger thing that makes you feel alive that gives you that spark once again that's fine you did it shittily and then you had the audacity to start talking to your soon to be divorced husband who you humiliated about all of the tingly feelings that Victor gives you and oh by the way he's illegal and oh by the way he's working at this gas station he ain't supposed to to get money like revenge would not be on his mind what kind of sense does that make and so like a crazy ex on revenge mode (laughs) ralph goes to the gas station gets a peek at victor sees exactly what he was left for gets pissed off and takes a photo showing that he is at a legal job and i hope daniel never find out because in the end he shouldn't say that's your fault ralph he should say that's my fault mario's birthday comes up and they have their winter fest tradition the women exchange awkward hugs celeste and mario that is because the last time they saw each other she told her you're a stupid fucking woman so she says she was sad and scared that the family would perish right before her eyes so i said some silly things um that's what made you racist because that's not what made you racist and the person y'all really need to be apologizing to is lincoln (laughs) and stephen blabbed if i we find out that she's not so busy because she says that you didn't need to stay away the whole year she says i was busy she's like oh no stephen told me you weren't and she looks at stephen like bitch stephen points out that britain and america are mutually beneficial thus sharing a toothbrush so sanctions against them are basically sanctions against themselves edith is the surprise visit for mario and dan side eyes the fact that the two lions girls were filming now he feels like a purist to me like oh you gotta be in the moment or maybe he was just looking over but he felt like he looked over and he looked at celeste and bethany and they were filming like oh why why don't you just enjoy the moment i just felt the judgment coming off of him (laughs) and i don't think there's anything wrong with filming things because people forget there's this thing called alzheimer's and old age and the memory isn't as it once was so yeah those things that you put in your brain sometimes can't be recalled so having it on a backup data stream is not such a bad thing there's this thing with technology that everyone hates it right now but that's what everyone said about every technology it comes with pros and cons we can connect and communicate better but yeah people might get addicted to looking at their screens all day or that easily distracted button we have in our brains uh we definitely because a lot of us have like serious little ticks of behavioral social ticks and social media is a catch-22 if you're someone like that because it's something that'll grab your attention but also something that can be distracting but man come on cars destroyed most of the landscape look what it's done to the fucking environment we 
<laughs> I, I hate when people try to point to that one thing that's what everyone wants to talk about and it's like well there was a lot of fucking up before that got got here so please <laughs> take it with the same amount of hopefully in 40 years ain't nobody gonna be having the same conversation and we can focus because this is mostly those middle age to <laughs> older generations slightly not that the i wouldn't say the millennials one below the millennials those are the ones that are in the, the complaining line right there most of the time if you just balance it out it's not so big of a deal i mean seriously balance it out and that comes with control and power internet is a is a is a tool your phone is a tool the computer is a tool you are still a person and you have control over what happens i just told my daughter today turn off that phone read a book she did so guess what because i told her so edith is staying with rosie as her boat crew want to sell the photos that she took of the nuclear fallout but she is uh unsure about how she feels about that kind of wants to remain a purist i guess girl you better take that money you dying rosie calls bethany weird which i um was kind of like okay and wants to become a robot again just the casual disrespect there i really can't judge her for that though i'd be talking shit about my family members too i'm not even gonna be hypocritical in that the north pole apparently has melted it's gone and it's clear earth has lost all faith in uh, mankind it's too late and the future is bleak and useless those are real people (laughs) out there thinking like this like edith that's what they or what she has to say at the dinner table when they ask about her views or about her travel she's like i'm really done with it y'all are crazy i don't see how this is ever gonna work out and i brought synthetic alcohol to cure the pessimism and that's exactly what they do they get drunk steven around the bonfire gets butt ass naked (laughs) freaking ruby's like (laughs) that's awful that's awful i'm like oh my god both kids just saw their dad's penis and they are not traumatized at all like she was even laughing i was like oh no i would have ran ran i tell you Marion thinks muriel thinks a text telling victor when she is trying to wash his head in the sink because he is very hungover they all are that he is being deported she thinks it's fake news but dan and victor the next morning no it's not but dan is confident he'll sort it out because he's also caucasian and thinks my connections will get me somewhere or anywhere and it turns out that dan is not the only one that wants to use his white privilege to somehow supersede the disaster coming their way bethany figures out that edith has only 10 years because she did the damn math and she tells her shh rosie has spina bifida i was wondering in the first episode and maybe it's because we saw her in the car and then i saw her (laughs) in um the delivery room that i didn't even put it together that she was always in a wheelchair i thought maybe something happened but no she's always been in a wheelchair thinks this is the reason why dad wasn't around i think is what she mentioned but she says there are people out there that uh actually her neighbor's child had spina bifida but they were able to correct it in the womb but she thinks that millionaires or billionaires will buy something like this and use it to modify humanity and everyone will lose their individualism and she thinks that she is just perfect the way that she is now i get her concerns i definitely certainly do but i also believe that once you start going down the conspiracy rabbit hole of what billionaires do with their dollars or can do with their dollars you can be there all night (laughs) literally all night all day and for the next year i think as a parent if your child had an incurable uh, condition and it would reduce their potential of living to their fullest expect uh fullest potential and there is something to fix that condition so that they are 
at least on the same expectation of everyone else which is having you know arms legs a healthy baby then i think that that is something you really can't make or decide or even really comment on if you're not the parent of said child i think it would be more of an interesting conversation maybe if she was pregnant and she had this conversation on the way to the doctor or the hospital i don't know but i know where she was going with it but i also was kind of thinking well i'm sure the mom of that daughter is very happy that her child won't have to go through certain huddles that would come with having that particular disease or condition on the flip side of that nazism that is what she could be concerned about and i think that's where she was going with this line of thinking yvonne victor and daniel at the detention center um it goes the way we thought it was gonna go he's being deported they don't even allow them to see each other he's freaking out because he's like he's gonna be deported where they tortured him and it's illegal it's not illegal to be gay but you know there's loopholes he calls from stevens they um did sell the place steven and celeste for 2.8 million and tells him he's being deported in 12 hours and there's nothing to be done edith crawls in bed with sus later on that night and they reconnect to old memories next morning rosie is all about waving at viv's bus despite two family members calling her a monster she's so still a fan daniel is fighting to get his man back rosie it turns out has been cleaning after edith because she thinks she might be radioactive you're so dumb you are really dumb for real at the convention where they have gone or rosie has viv is being dragged for not even knowing what or how shit works it's political bullshit then she decides to go off script talking about common fear tactics focus the audience on unrelated uh, events or a point through exploitation because she's showing uh, videos to incite rhetoric she is just so transparently trash everyone can see it but apparently not rosie or anyone in the crowd with her and everyone applauds her everyone else that has brains look around like what the fuck just happened and then rosie gets a picture with her representing her party and i'm like oh lord just as steven sees the millions as his account there is a banking crisis when foster and foster files for bankruptcy steven left all the money in one account instead of moving it when it entered said account because he has a system he gets up every morning he gets his coffee and he moves the money i don't know though two point something million in my account i would move that shit around just because but why i can't it's easy to have some foresight and say that if you've been doing the same thing for 20 something years and you've never had a problem yeah it's like i wouldn't wake up on the day i have my paycheck going in my account and go I need to move this money around no i would expect every day i wake up on friday at whatever time it's at least seven o'clock in the morning i expect my paycheck to be there if it's not there then i freak out but i don't not have the expectation that it wouldn't be where i last expected it to be so she says she isn't blaming him celeste that is but she is going to the bank because running on the bank sounds like a really good idea he goes down there as well and all the references in the world because he keeps name dropping is not going to stop him from losing everything and with her now unemployed this is not looking good for these particular lions they all get on a call with the family and steven who's lost did he say a million quid because this felt like a lot more than a million rosie thinks this is the right time to say well it's your banker's fault and that many people support themselves basically off of more money than 
what you have in your bank account right now or less money i should say and i've been doing that for years because what you got in your savings ain't that little and while i get the realism in that moment was that the right time to start telling somebody that no (laughs) it was not it wasn't and then edith co-signing i mean they had their children on the phone that was just not the time to be petty even if you want to look at it from a holistic perspective that's something you really just don't even say in front of them like y'all say that behind your backs but it felt as if they were the two poor people that were like eh see you lost all your money you kind of deserved it because you were working for the corporations that robbed other people okay like settle the fuck down basically i worked hard and got a good enough job and because it happened to be part of the system and you decided to live off of the fucking system get the hell out of here i don't like people when they do that like i am a i would not say i am a poor person but i ain't rich <laughs> that's poor damn sure and i'm not balling by any means none necessary i don't go out to eat every week i gotta spend money for every two weeks on groceries for this child it's crazy but at the same time what i do work for i fucking earn that and hey if my company happens to be involved in abcdefg they ain't got nothing to do with me getting my good ass paycheck so that my child can grow up and get the good things that they want in this life and go to college and shit i don't know why people need to be petty when they're in the nosebleed section now i could get it too if these were billion like they ain't even billionaires they look like they're just well they did sell the house for 2.8 million but that's the house and it was in london and it's a real estate property so there is that but uh when muriel said because there's like people were rioting she's like oh there's no need for rioting celeste was like shut up shut the fuck up you're a fucking cunt shut the fuck up I felt that too because don't tell people how they should feel after they just literally lost everything everything maybe you don't feel like rioting is the right thing to do that's like why the people say why are people out there protesting and doing those things even if you don't feel like would i want my son out there breaking windows and shit no do i get why people out there breaking shit yes am i about to stand up killer mike and tell everybody what to do and think and feel no because that is not my role it's not (laughs) maybe if the situation hadn't went down there would not be rioting let's address that part so shut the fuck up like they weren't even the ones that were rioting because she's not even talking about herself celeste and steven she's talking about the people that lost less money than they did right less money than they did yeah they might think writing is the right thing to do particularly against the bank that shut down and is responsible for all of their money they also have like their shit insured and something i don't know but viv wins her election and rosie is excited because she voted for her despite all the reasons that she shouldn't Muriel is not gonna be fun to live with because guess what that's who they have to live in because everyone asks where are you gonna stay ain't nobody volunteering and Muriel's house is the only one that is big enough to accommodate a family of four and as they're all watching the news uh, Muriel turns it off and says do you mind and they can say nothing other than no and that is how we end the episode a good one but kind of a struggle for the lions family in uh episode two i am curious to see where we go in the next three our feedbacker miss shy already watched the third episode and has sent her feedback but we're gonna jump into what she has to say regarding episode two let's take it away Hey Christina, it's me Shy. Wow, I just got done watching Years and Years Episode 2. 
Wow, so much to talk about in this episode. I enjoyed this one so much. Um, I might even say I enjoyed this one more than I enjoyed episode one. Oh my goodness. Oh, where do I begin? Um, well, first off, um, you know, this is six months later. So after episode one, um, which is surprising, I didn't think that we would do a time jump, but we did. And everyone's non is non the worst for wear in regards to um, the end of the world type thing. But uh, wow, so much to unpack. Um, first of all, I tell you what, you know, this alternate reality of Trump supposedly winning the 2020 and then the, his predecessor, President Pence, hail no (laughs) that's all I got to say about that one thank god we you know didn't go that route I can't even President Pence you know bad enough you know I just want to be rid of anything to do with anything Trump touched and that including him because he's just horrible um but yeah that was yeah when they showed that I was like oh gosh hell no um and yeah then we see the i don't know i don't know what he was but the dude that got his head decapitated by a drone i was like what the hell is this why would you get that close to a drone to get yeah okay um anyway yeah that was um special um yeah, I was wondering what happened to Ralph because they started out with um, Victor and Daniel together. I was like, okay, so that was quick. And then, of course, we see that, um, yeah, uh, they did, yeah, Ralph did some messed up shit in this episode. Wow, he really screwed Daniel over. Um, Daniel's sitting there. and th- But here's my thing with Daniel. I'm like, why would you... <laughs> I mean I get I mean you you did this man dirty and then you're gonna sit there and boast about the man you cheated on him with with him I mean what sense does that make Daniel I'm like oh my gosh you know read the room just it oh anyway so and I'm surprised Daniel didn't put two and two together because that that was just dumb on his part to sit there and just talk that way about Victor to Ralph. I mean, come on, man. That was ugh. Anyway, I, I I just I thought that was just dumb of Daniel to do that and kind of uh and not kind of but insensitive. I mean, even if the dude is seems to be cool about it i still don't think you should be talking about the you know the guy you're with and you cheated on and now is with with your ex with your well soon to be ex-husband anyway so yeah not surprising that you know ralph screwed him over i mean that's still kind of jacked up because you just never know i mean you could be sending that victor to his death but ralph didn't give a damn apparently he's like yep f you daniel and I'm sorry, but why? <laughs> there is no way in hell, you know, with everyone trying to go wireless and not using their hands and all that stuff as much as possible. I I don't see the appeal in what Bethany did. Putting the phone in her hands. You got to put your phone up to your, your hand up to your face to talk. Isn't that what we're like trying to get away from doing with all the technology that we have? At least I am. I hate holding my phone up to my to my face. So I'm always either on speaker or got, you know, Bluetooth or whatever. So yeah, that's I didn't see that as appealing. What her I mean in oh anyway. So but I could see that she kind of did a bit of a compromise with her thoughts you know I mean she's still on that track but I guess it's more on the lines of turning herself her body into technology 
So that's better than killing yourself than putting your brain in a computer. So, um, yeah. So she's finding a more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Creative way um, to, um, you know, be in the middle, so to speak. We finally get our sister Edith back, who we find out is, um, which I think you said, Christina, um, was exposed to radiation. So, yes, um, there's that. And so, of course, the family was upset that they found out on television. And um, yes, we find out that she was exposed to more radiation than she originally Matter of fact, I don't even, I mean, she really, she still really didn't say, so she's keeping that a secret um, from the family, how much radiation poison she was exposed to. Then we have the whole crazy thing with the, um, the fire pit scene. I'm sorry, I was dying. (laughs) I was so, I could not stop laughing at that scene. And then we got poor Ruby. Rudy is it Rudy or Ruby um I think it's Rudy um her poor poor Rudy there's no way I would just be traumatized for life seeing my one of my parents naked so he's he stripped down naked just stripped down naked with his children right there so yeah she she split like with a quickness when that started happening was she drinking as well? No, I don't think she was drinking. I think she was just there. Um, and we get the the Chumbo Wamba song. I get knocked down, then I get up again. <laughs> That's like the go-to song when people want to act a fool, apparently. <laughs> oh, so much happened. I'm like trying to get this all, all my thoughts in in this 10 minutes. Damn, it's a lot to talk about. Um, yeah, so I'll, yeah, the, um... The whole Steven and Celeste and losing all their money. I don't even know. And, and that's the thing me and my son were talking about. Because it's like, you know, money is so, I mean, it's, it's not a thing. It's like, you know, money is, you know, because when we hear like we're like trillions of dollars in debt. And then we're putting trillions. It's like money is not real. And so it's like, and the fact that it could, you could be wiped out because of a bank, um, you know, going bankrupt, like you could lose all your money. Um, that's scary. And, and it's just, it's very, very sobering thought that any, any crazy thing that goes on in the world with the stock market or whatever, the world trade or whatever, I don't even know what sanctions, they were talking about a lot of stuff in here about sanctions and stuff like that, that I really wasn't understanding too much, but still, that is scary to, you know, that's what I'm saying, it's like the, the concept of money is just so fickle and so temperamental that yeah that kind of stuff is real i mean one minute you can have a million dollars in the bank and next minute you can have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank your money just gone just like that so yeah very sober in thought it cracked me up that um cop that one cop he was like you know doing his job no sorry can't help you until he realized his damn money was about to <laughs> go down <laughs> or he's about to lose his money he was like oh hell no <laughs> he was the first one beating down that door uh well not the first one but the main one beating down the door or trying to beat down the door so that was yeah i thought that was funny <laughs> how the tables have turned yes mm-hmm you know, the one thing I will say, I mean, as as different and as slightly dysfunctional this family is, I love the fact that they still come together to discuss things. Um, just like when they all came together um, to watch Edith on TV, then they came together in the crisis of, you know, Celeste and Steven's situation. I mean, I thought that was, I mean, I like that, you know, that little dynamic that they have, um, that, you know, they may have their differences, they may have their own ways and personalities, but they'll still come together um, um, and be there for each other. Just like, you know, I mean, that's just the 
the essence of family. I mean, I'm re- I really love that. I love seeing that. Um, and let's see. I need to hurry up. Um, I thought it was ironic that um, Stephen and Celeste ended up um, going to stay with Grandma, Grandma Muriel. So that was, uh, you know, that was like the the theme for this one, this and last episode. How Celeste avoids going to the house and now she's forced to live there because of their situation um yeah the the irony in that was not lost on me i thought it was funny how rosie just kept trying to play down her 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 fangirlness of uh viv and um yeah i mean we all i mean at least i mean we all know that late that rosie was all about viv so yeah that was funny um so we see that viv did indeed win the parliament seat so that should be interesting how that goes uh it was funny seeing everyone's reaction to her win so um just again that quick that change from episode one to episode two i don't know how many years has gone by um so far because um it's just interesting that lincoln I know he has to be like six or seven at this point, and I have yet to see that young man say a word. He's the only one that hasn't had any lines. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, um, I yeah, uh, I just think it's funny how this show just uh, makes it clear how they feel about Trump. Uh, they obviously can't stand the dude, and um, America is definitely not seen in the best of lights in this series. So we're definitely not, um, not what's the word, not loved by. Um, yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, that's all I have. Um, I think yeah, I've gone over. So I will. So much. It was so much to talk about in this episode but so little time anyway um that's all i have much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy shy with her thoughts on the episode again if you want to send feedback you can send that to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com you can send it in written or audio feedback so you girl were way more tepid about calling him out you eventually you called him out you said yeah you dumb he was dumb daniel was dumb (laughs) i don't know why daniel and why he didn't put two and two together because he's that dumb he didn't think oh he might have revenge on his mind crazy me so yeah um that's all his fault i think that victor is adorable but also why would you work if your citizenship or you staying in the country is dependent upon it it's not as if you weren't moved in with someone and i think daniel being the person that works for the private housing would be the first one and the deportation department to say hey look you can live here but to make sure that we don't run into anything yeah let's not have you having a job or worse not speak about it one or the other could have happened because you would have had to take that responsibility the financial one as well if you're gonna let him move in with you also if y'all two were a partnership and you might have gotten married at one point i get that that would have been romantic to wait but he's also illegal so daniel you would have had to make adult decisions and not just take this man off carry him home and think that everything is going to work out so that's how i felt about that and the part where i where he was in the car like read the room he's literally telling him oh you would hate how the house is right now he's got his things here and that and considering he barely can stay in the house with you and he's happy about this like he's all glowing and you could not put your hands in the shower living together tomorrow you got poop hands motherfucker i know your hands was in his ass at one point so i don't know why you being so damn bougie (laughs) i still would have used the sink i don't care like i'm not going upstairs other than to piss you off i'm not going upstairs to wash my hands in your shower water that's just not what i would want to do either so um yeah so dumb i think we've dragged him enough 
about that and yes rosie is such a fangirl i yeah i don't know why because she's concerned about billionaires using thing using money you hear what she said out of her mouth (laughs) to change people in the wound that may not approve of how like they're gonna see you like nazism i don't need another other word for it nazism so you're concerned about that but you're gonna support the one person that would probably enact that yeah very idiotic on her part but that's it's a great deal of americans and other people in the world common sense does not prevail it doesn't so what else did you say that you said was crazy that about the phone because i don't like having a phone up to my ear either i hate it but um she she wants to be transhuman so yeah i guess that's her and she also got it for her job like her job paid for the surgery and it's to be a more efficient worker so instead of them having to pay for equipment they can just pay for people but then i kind of feel like there's a there's a slavery aspect to that somewhere along the lines because what do you have to pay back for that surgery i know anytime right now your job pays for anything they own your ass even for two to three years or a contract like okay we'll pay you to move to another state to accept this position but you have to stay with the company for x amount of years or you're gonna have to pay x amount of money back i think there's something going on with that that it well maybe not maybe they don't even address it but yeah i just thought that was when she said it was for work and the company did it it made me have a question mark considering they're doing a lot of other things like wasn't he the guy that got killed by the drone and veiling a way for people to like a lot of people are losing their jobs for things technology can handle and i think that's always going to be true in our future that's why you know having them street smarts going to college to get degrees in you know art (laughs) might not work out for you unless you got a big ass bank account and and to back you up these are just life things so like any time in our ever history people who become successful are the ones that are able to move with the times and you know anyone that can't move into those times that's it's a very difficult thing especially if you're older like celeste and you've already kind of had a built-in career she's not even getting a severance she said savings she ain't got a 401k though there's no mention of that maybe that's what her savings are the 401k um she said did mention about getting another job but then i think with him you know not working as well that's why it's always great too to live within your means and not over your means a lot of people do that as well (laughs) i've done it myself and i'm still learning that uh dance between money and then you were scaring the shit out of me talking about money i'm like well you know damn don't give me that depressing thought like i can wake up in the morning my yes it's true it's very humbling experience but it's also what makes the fucking world go round right now so (laughs) until we start exchanging in a different way and i tried the prepaid card thing i really did but i it doesn't have like when you're ready to buy things yeah you're almost tied to the system so unless you just got the you know you can turn your cash into gold bars and put them in and lock them up in a safe somewhere uh or you can have a net i don't know i don't know but now you make me want to go look up the security uh what, what am i talking about i don't have enough in my bank account past the week to be concerned <laughs> oh that's so sad to say but it's true i live paycheck to motherfucking paycheck eventually I will have me some capital where that will not be the case but right now in this world that is the case okay so yeah maybe when this child turns 18 and she's out of my house just maybe maybe i'll start having some some stacks but right now she eats me 400 dollars a month <laughs> that's just on food so with that sobering but slightly optimistic 
since I'm like, well, shit, if that do happen, I guess my paycheck is still going to come. I'm like, well, let's just change where we're putting that paycheck at next week. <laughs> like payroll for that week would be awful. It would be awful. But I, I, I think losing my job would be a worse thing if the bank collapsed right now. I'd be like, oh, well, fuck, I'll have to find me a new bank. So uh i don't think i have any other thoughts on the episode uh like you said it was a really good one you've already watched episode three i'm kind of jealous i wanted to skip ahead but now i have to play catch up and try to watch doom patrol and hopefully i will get that out tonight but i am making no motherfucking promises so with that <laughs> you can find this podcast by Crocoss Reviews on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else good podcasts can be found. My social medias will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and if you have time, run over to iTunes, rate the podcast, leave a review. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and black on magic.